Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right. Empty. Just completely empty. I was going to take a sip of water, and it's just empty. God bless you. I hope you are well. hope you're having a good, productive week and all of that kind of thing. I wanted to do a video to encourage you. You know, all my content, in my opinion, is encouraging for somebody. Now, you might find it not encouraging, but maybe the joke's on you. I don't know. <laughs> but I think my encur- my content, if, 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 if there was one word to describe my content, it would be encouraging, at least in my opinion. That being said, I, w- I wanted to dedicate an episode to encouraging people financially and economically. It has been a challenging couple of years. There's just no question about that. And um, if you if you watch mainstream media, especially the CNN, MSNBC variety, you know, we, we've never thrived more than we are right now. But if you live in reality and your head's not in la la land, you know, it's tough out there. It really is. And I see a lot of um, fellow believers, especially young uh, people younger than me. I'm, I'm 40, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. I'm 40 years old. And um People younger than me, you know, maybe just starting out with their families in their 20s, things like that. And there's some angst out there. There's a lot of angst. And, you know, it's it's hard to find an affordable piece of land. It's hard to find housing in some places and things like that. A lot of people are renting and a little bit bitter because of the economic conditions we find ourselves in. And there's there's this tension, too, you know, because a lot of boomers are kind of just like, yeah, get off my lawn. It's everything's fine. You know, that kind of thing. And um, in, in, in reality, th- things are tough right now. There, there is no question about that. Now, there are possibilities, right? And, and, and I know people that are finding houses that are good and fit for their families and things like that. There are pockets. There are things you can do. And it just takes a lot of time. It takes some patience. It takes some diligence. But just because I, fa- I know people that are doing okay, and finding houses to make offers, not reasonable offers and things like that. That does not uh, mean that things are just hunky-dory. They're not. They, they, the pricing of houses is just absolutely insane. And I know it feels like it's never going to get better, but it is. It's going to get better, and things are going to happen, and, and, and your diligence, your patience, your uh, efforts – uh, can pay off. And I just wanted to encourage you on that. You know what I mean? But before I, I, I did that, I, I do want to say a couple things about uh, our financial system. Here's a, here's, a, here's a chart that came from Unusual Whales, the, the Twitter account. By the way, you should definitely follow Unusual Whales' Twitter account. There's always interesting uh, financial information here that you're not going to get if you're watching Fox News or MSNBC or things like that. Um, and this is a, 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 a this is a scary chart. There's just no other way to put it. It says total household debt in the United States is at a record high of 17.06 trillion dollars. And I emphasize trillion because unless you actively think about what a trillion is, you don't feel the weight of it. Like our minds are not really capable of understanding trillion just like off the cuff like you have to compare it to other things to really understand trillion why don't you go right now and 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 online and 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 type in something like how much is actually a trillion like 
It is insane. This is an insane amount of money. This is an insane amount of debt. This is completely unsustainable. This is awful. And and this is just the tip of the iceberg because this is just household debt. Americans are in much more debt than this. This is just household debt. And this doesn't even uh, count like like mortgages and things like that. Now, mortgages, of course, those that's productive debt. Um, this is just things like credit cards and student loans and auto loans. And these are arguably not productive. You know, I guess you could debate this stuff, some of this stuff. But this is really bad news. 17.06 trillion with a T trillion dollars in debt, a record high. This is unsustainable. We have made ourselves slaves. And the Bible is very clear. The borrower is slave to the lender. And some people just made themselves slaves for frivolous reasons. That was me when I was when I was younger. When I was in my 20s, I made a lot of money. There's just no question. In the last episode, I told you about an apartment that I rented. This was an expensive apartment in New York City. I mean, it had a fireplace, a wood-burning fireplace, which was unheard of in, you know, in, in New York City, and a view of the Empire State Building from the apartment and, a, and a, like a, 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 an outside area in the apartment. Uh, just a ridiculous apartment. Um, and uh, so I was making a lot of money, but I was always spending three steps ahead. And so I went into a lot of debt. So that was just me being frivolous. You know what I mean? Some people go into debt because of circumstances. And that, I, you know, I've got a lot of sympathy. But, you know, you, you, you find yourself in a circumstance, you know, I don't know, medical issue, something like that. And you essentially, when you borrow exorbitant amounts of money, you essentially are selling yourself into slavery. That's how the Bible sees it, and that's the reality of the situation. It's not the kind of slavery, you know, where, you know, in, in the old days, you know, where you got beaten and stuff like that, but the mindset is the same. You know, you're working for somebody else's benefit is essentially what's happening there. And so this $17.06 trillion of debt that we find ourselves in we have enslaved ourselves, whether it was on our, on our own fault or something else, we've enslaved ourselves. And this mindset can't just be isolated to one area, like your financial sin. Because this, this is a lot of times, this is financial sin. When I was in my 20s and I was doing the spending that I was doing, I was in sin because of it. I was in sin and I didn't get right until I realized that I was in sin. I was sinning against God while I was doing this. But this mindset, it, it, it carries over. So, so a lot of people wonder, why, why, why is nobody resisting these, these vaccine mandates? Why is, no, why is everyone just going along with businesses being closed and churches being closed and, and things like that? Why is everyone just masking their kids because the government told them to? Like, like why, why does nobody care? Why does nobody understand that like you know, jailing Trump because he's your political enemy, that that's like you know that, that that's not that's no bueno. That's like you know obviously we live in a totalitarian kind of situation, lying about every single thing you know and all. Why 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 do people just go along with it? You know we're not gonna we're not gonna um, send police for uh, robberies anymore. Like why do people just go along with it? Why is there no uprising? Why is there no pushback? Right? And I think one way to understand that is because we are quite literally. Slaves. 
And it's the same as slavery in, in the South. Like, why didn't the slaves revolt? I mean, they were they outnumbered their masters, right? Why didn't they? Why didn't they revolt? Why didn't they fight back? Why? Because they were slaves, and their mentality was completely enslaved. Slaves don't have a lot of fight left in them. They're broken of the fight in them, right? And 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 we need to face the facts that as a collective, Americans, we've been broken. Right. We've been broken. There's very little fight left. And it's so it's so bad, too, that when somebody sees someone who's not enslaved and just acting like a free free man. Right. Someone who's not going to get the mask, who's not going to do the jab. You can fire me if you want. I'm not going to get the vaccine. We get like slaves like they hate that mentality. They hate that. They're like, why can't you just get in line like the rest of us? Like like there's just a you're so enslaved that you get this this. I guess some people call it Stockholm syndrome, but you're like you fight against your fellow slave who's maybe not quite as much of a slave as you. And they're the outcast. They're the bad one. They're the evil one. There's no fight left in us. That's the thing. There's no fight left in us. I saw yesterday Boniface option talking to someone about, you know, Fed posting because he's just totally he's just completely he's not black pilled, but he's there's just no tolerance in his opinion for fed posting. I agree. There's no tolerance for fed posting. That's all a fantasy. You think you're going to you are the resistance. You're going to rise up when the time comes. You're going to take up arms. Are you out of your freaking mind? You're not going to do jack because you're not doing jack right now. So if you're not doing jack right now, you're not going to do jack when the time comes. That is obvious. That's just a lie that you tell yourself to make yourself feel better. And and in his, in his opinion, it's like you didn't. You won't even take your kids out of public school. You won't even pick up a barbell and get yourself fit and 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 strong. You won't do anything. And, and so you're and you're telling me you're gonna revolt when the time comes. Get out of here with that. There's just no way forward like that. There's just absolutely. I, I do not support any kind of Fed posting in any way. Or any, it's just a fantasy. That's just something that people like to fantasize about to feel better. That's not the way forward. Because there's just too many slaves out there. There's too many slaves out there. And, and here's the things, you know, if you're in a lot of debt, you are by definition a slave. And the first thing you need to realize, especially if you're a Christian, is that Christ has set you free and you're not to submit yourself to a yoke of slavery again. And so you need to get out of that mentality. That's a priority. That's a priority. And so one way to do that very clearly and very obviously, one practical way is to not be part of this $17.06 trillion of household debt. Let your neighbor be a slave and you refuse to do it. Don't take the lolly because there's something behind the lolly. You know what I mean? When somebody, when an adult offers a kid candy on the side of the street, there's something behind that that you're not seeing. Don't take it. Right. And so when there's a shysty uh, banker that comes to you and offers you, you know, zero percent uh, introductory interest rate, don't take that's the lolly. There's something behind that. He wants your soul. He wants you and he's going to have you if you take that. So don't do it. So don't do it. Get out of debt. Get out of freaking debt. It's just as simple as that. If you're if you're a Christian, do what you have to do. Take a second job. Do what you have to do and get out of freaking debt. It can be done. And it's not going to happen all at once. For me, it didn't happen all at once. It took months and months and months and months. It took discipline. It took blood, sweat, and tears. It took effort. It took patience. It took diligence. But eventually, that's what happened. Eventually, I got out. 
But if you're not in debt, don't think that you're necessarily free of this slave mindset because our whole system is designed to enslave you. And the, and the money is no different. I mean, we have a debt-based system. You know, the money is no different. The, you know, that, that, that's, that's clear. But it's not just isolated to the financial system. So, so I find myself thinking with a slave mindset often, even though I don't have the debt anymore. You know what I mean? So, so it's just, my, my point is, my point is, do the practical things that you have to do. And it may take time and it may take effort and it may take a lot more time than you want it to, but it is worth it in the end. I saw this uh, post here from Michael Foster. And Michael Foster has talked a little bit about his uh, kind of reset, financial reset uh, that he did re- fairly recently, I think, um, where he had realized he had kind of put himself in a behind the eight ball in a tough situation. I'll let him tell his story. But he, he basically reevaluated, you know, did some things, made some moves, and, and, and kind of got out of it. And he said, more than a few of the successful boomer Christians I know struggled financially into their mid to late 40s before finally having success. So basically, he's kind of fighting back against that mentality that boomers had it great and they don't know what it's like and things like that. And, and that's that's true. I mean, there there's some truth to that idea that boomers had it better. There's a little bit of truth there, but but you, it's not the case in toto. You can't. You got to get rid of that mindset that everybody else had it easy before you. You got to get rid of that. That's the slave mindset that is kind of sinking. That that is kind of taking hold there. That that your financial situation is not in any way related to you. It, it's like you you got to just get rid of that, man. You got to get rid of that. Yes, it is tough right now, but yes, there are things you can do about it. Anyway, he continues, he says, their encouragement, their testimony was an encouragement to me when things were going sideways in my mid-30s. This is what he's talking about. And, you know, I, 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 re- I retweeted this and I said, you know, I was, I was a disaster in, in my 20s. You know, I, I spent every dime I had and then some. And again, it was on frivolous stuff. So, you know, it doesn't matter that I was making a lot of money. I could have been making no money. And I ended up with the same stuff because the things that I spent on were completely frivolous. They were complete nonsense. I spent, if you know anything about my story, I spent on a lot on illegal substances, a lot on legal substances, a lot on nonsense, just, you know, toys, things like that. Um, I obviously overspent on the apartment. I did not need to live in that kind of an apartment. And there's just a, lo- a long laundry list of mostly sinful things that I was buying and all of that kind of thing. And so I, I ended up with nothing. And I, you know, I got married and started getting right and started figuring things out, started digging myself out of the hole. Um, but it wasn't until I was 37, this is three years ago, where I owned my first home at 37. And that was all due to my mistakes. Like, like there's nothing, no one did anything to me. And you might find yourself, well, you be AD, it's, it's different for me. Fine. Different circumstances, but same situation, right? You, you're not, you don't own a house and you want to. You, you think you should have it earlier and you don't have it. And here's the thing. Like, you, you, the markets will change. The markets will change. Your diligence will pay off. Do the right things now and you will be rewarded. It, it, it's just, I was reading the Proverbs to my kids the other day. You know, and, and one of the Proverbs we read was, was uh, Proverbs 10... The first proverb of Solomon here, lazy hands make for poverty, diligent hands bring wealth. Lazy hands make for poverty, diligent hands bring wealth. It's, it, 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 it's simple, guys. 
It's simple. This is straight from the words of the Lord. Lazy hands make for poverty. Diligent hands bring wealth. If you're not where you want to be right now, keep going. Keep being diligent. Keep moving forward, plotting forward. There are opportunities that open up all the time. And maybe your time is not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. When I bought my house three years ago, I, I bought... Because of, because of what I went through, right, because of uh, the waste of my 20s, you know, just so much earning in my 20s, just and nothing to show for it, absolutely nothing, except, I mean, a debt of sin, let's just put it that way. And then into my 30s, you know, I'm obviously not where I want to be in any capacity. What I did was I bought a house under, far under what I could have purchased at the time. And I did that because of everything that I had learned prior. And so now um, I'm in a house, and it's 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 not where I want to be permanently, but it's a perfectly fine house. It's a good house, and I've set myself up for market conditions to change. And so you know, I'm not I haven't made it yet. I'm not all the way there. I'm not exactly where I want to be. But but the the whole idea of diligent hands bringing wealth, I believe it, and I think you should too regardless of where you're starting, regardless of your situation. So this, the angst and the, and the despair and all of that kind of stuff, you got to get rid of it. You got to get over it. You got to get rid of it. I mean, I can understand why there's despair and angst out there. Just look at this number, $17.06 trillion of household debt. Chances are, people in this audience, some of that belongs to you. And that can be depressing, overwhelming, and all of that kind of thing. But... I know it feels like things won't ever change. Prices are just going to keep you know, staying sky high, maybe even go up from here and things like that. I know that's what it seems like, but it's not the case. Stay diligent because diligent hands bring wealth. And you can take that to the bank. That is scripture. So make it happen. You can do it. I know you can do it. Anyway, I told you. Encouraging episode. That's it. I got I got nothing negative to say. I hope you found this video helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.